2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Hello, and welcome back to our brand new podcast, Digital Spy Soap Scoop, where Mm. every Friday we discuss all the goings on in Coronation Street, Emmerdale, EastEnders and Hollyoaks, as well as chat to some of the stars who bring it all to life. I'm Sophie, this is Ali. Hello. And we are your hosts.
1: How are you doing this week, Sophie?
0: Yes, I'm good, thank you. How are you?
1: Yeah, not too bad. I, can, I know you've got a slight croak in your voice, but hopefully the uh, listeners won't um, begrudge you too much.
0: I know, I don't know what it is. I think it's the rain. I blame the rain.
1: Yeah. Blame everything on the rain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've. I've just moved house and... Um, it's kind of been one of those one of those weeks where everything's up in flux, but one of those weeks when the uh, kind of reassuring theme tunes of various soaps keep us going and keep us knowing what's what, keep us grounded. So, so that seems like a good, uh, good place to be.
0: Yeah, definitely. You can always rely on the trusty soaps, can't we? Yes,
1: you can. And you can always rely on certain people to always be in those soaps, like this week's guest...
0: Yes, we had a great guest this week. We had the lovely Lisa Riley, who plays Mandy Dingle in Emmerdale.
1: An absolute legend, an absolute uh, soaps icon, I think she can she can definitely be called.
0: Definitely. She was great, wasn't she? Yeah, she was.
1: Um, and yeah, she, she spoke to us about all sorts of things, which we'll hear in a second, like what's in the future for kind of Mandy and the rest of the current Dingle clan.
0: Yeah, Vinny and Paul and lots going on there. We had a lot to talk about. I
1: think. Um. So without further ado, here it is. Hi Lisa, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me, it's great. It's a nice sunny morning, so no, it's lovely, thank you.
1: Yeah, it's, it's beautiful here as well, bit, bit nippier than we're used to, but um, bright and sunny, which is what we want to see. Exactly. Um, so first of all, um, I thought we'd just have a few questions about Mandy's upcoming stories, especially in the wake of um, what happened in June with the lockdown episodes. Yes. And so re- really want to talk to you about kind of how you felt about Mandy's sort of miscarriage revelation being kind of revisited now after we had that kind of big conversation um, back in June
2: yeah I just think as well it was so brave of the program to um to to discover the storyline of infertility it's never ever um hit upon in soap opera so when um the girls the producers at Emmerdale you know said that we were gonna do this storyline and then obviously start it off in the in the lockdown I jumped at the chance because I realized the volume of of girls and and women so young who can't get pregnant and they do as you very know and all your listeners know and your readers know, is people turn to soap as recognition that they are normal, there's normality, they're going through it themselves. And honest to God, if you'd have seen my social media when the lockdown episode happened, I mean... Inundate is not a big enough word. Um, just girls that were like twenty-six years old um, who had had a hysterectomies, and and just to say thank you to Emmerdale for for bringing it to the forefront. So I'm so proud um, to have been involved with this, and of course, as you know, we're, we're obviously telling all your listeners now, um, we are going to revisit the the infertility because obviously. Paul has no idea that uh, obviously Mandy was pregnant all those years ago with his baby.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you just said, infertility is something that's not often explored on TV. No. So are you glad that Emma Dale are discussing it as part of Mandy's story?
2: I'm, I'm elated that, that, that we're discussing it because it's it's opened it's opened a massive door for me as well, even when I've been out and about in the supermarkets people have thanked me, um, because I think um, in life, you know, it's the case of people get married, people have children they get their new house, that's the pattern well no it's not, for a big percentage of people that isn't the case, they try for many, many years I've spoken openly um, in my own personal life where my IVF didn't work and people treat you differently it's like oh but are you okay with that it's like yeah I'm, I'm wonderful I'm, I'm very happy that I have in my own personal life a, a family my my niece my two beautiful nephews are a huge part of my life so yeah okay I don't have a child of my own but I don't feel that I'm missing out on anything but what I've learned hugely off the back of this storyline is the volume of girls through medical reasons growing up, whatever that may be, is they've, they have they, they know from being like, so, some girls were as young as 20, 21, mm-hmm. where they knew for the rest of their life, they would never be able to biologically have a child. And I think that's really difficult. And, and I think and it's, it's an emotion that can set women up differently in life moving forward. So for us to tackle it in the soap opera, it gives us a lot of avenues to go down because... Obviously, we now realise, you know, Mandy's been holding this emotion within and, and things can come to the forefront differently. And that's what you're definitely going to see.
0: Definitely.
1: Um, it's, I think it's like you say, Mandy's been kind of the the storyline of her kind of finally being feeling like she can open up to people around her. And um, yeah. kind of sitting down and having that conversation with Paul, um, super important for that character. Do you think it's kind of a relief for Mandy now that she's... To be able to share that that part of her life, that side of her, all those years ago.
2: I think being a dingle as well. Um, mm. Dingles are kind of renowned for um, opening their mouth too quickly. Whereas what we've done, <laughs> I think, brilliantly with this storyline, is we've kind of tackled the fact that Mandy, in her in her um, reasons for being away from the show for many years, she obviously doesn't trust many people at all. Mm. She has that beautiful bond with Lydia, and I think she genuinely, hand on heart, trusts Lydia with everything, and she would share everything everything with her and know that it, you know, it would go to the grave. It was Lydia um, mm. with Vinnie. I think it's weird at the moment because when we approach this storyline, Vinnie's headspace is, I want the, you, you know, I want the United family and Mandy's still skeptical about that. And then as we move forward, when you realise that there is this family unit happening, of course, it's so. So they're going to drop the bombshell and they're going to drop something else in there as well. And that's what's going to happen because Paul's going to feel um, left out. But a lot of women, which is the truth of the storyline and truth of what we're playing, a lot of women keep infertility quiet because they feel ashamed. They, they don't feel womanly anymore. So we'll see how this develops. But, you know, you never know. Mandy might have a bit of happiness coming. But you guys know and I know we can't give too much away. Um, We're still going to realise that Paul is, you know, he is Mr. Shady, isn't he? He he truly, truly is. And obviously, Vinny's got his blinkers on at the moment and we need to get those blinkers off Vinny's eyes, don't we?
0: (laughs) So how do you think Mandy would feel if she knew Paul was gambling again?
2: Um, She'd be devastated because, again, it's trust and Mandy doesn't trust anybody. She really doesn't trust anyone. And if you say it to her over and over again, she's like, "Okay, so you said you've changed Um, and... If you've said you've changed, you've got to prove it. You've got to keep proving. It's like putting a, a new sweater on every morning. You've got to keep putting it on and then, I'll, and then I'll go, okay, maybe he has. Because, you know, in life people do change. They make a lot of mistakes and then later in life. Um, but Mandy's, you know, she she's a manipulator herself. So she's kind of aware something's amiss. But I think with this storyline as we go forward, it's more the reaction of how Vinny's reacting to it because Vinny wants this solid unit this family, and and I think as we move forward, Mandy wants that too. But mm. well, uh, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think she's gonna she's gonna blow it up. She's gonna go. Yeah. She's gonna go crazy. Yeah. She is.
1: Uh, um, I think it's, in- it's interesting to talk about Paul in that way because I think ever since he, you know, ever since he came back to the show, it's been. Uh, people have, have uh, had their suspicions and all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, do we see Paul having a more of a dark side, or do you think it's just that that kind of his his issues with gambling making people down, or do you think we're going to see sort of something else there as well?
2: I think everything, with every storyline we ever do on Emmerdale, I think people, um, they, they, they write their own storylines. I love that. I love reading it myself online, um, how they, they come up with what they, how they think the story is going. Um, they come up with ideas for even I know. <laughs> um, I think in life, we, we love to watch a baddie. I'm saying that as a viewer. Uh, what I love even more is I love watching a baddie. That something's going on behind the scenes where the two people haven't got a clue that he's being a baddie and he's being, he has this sort of stuck on smile like the Joker on his face. Um, And to them, they think he's just wonderful. But then behind the scenes, all this stuff's going on um, makes it even more nasty and more evil so that's the avenue where we're definitely going to be going down yeah but I think some someone said like oh come on Mandy you know give him a chance and she's like I'm like yeah I can't tell you I am going to give him a chance you know but um uh, we don't want, you know, we we don't want Mandy to get burned, but she 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 always does. You know, Mandy's the epitome of she's touched the iron so many times, her hand is scalded. You know, um, but it's not one of those. You know, when people learn from their mistakes, Mandy never learns from mistakes. She still always jumps in with her size six and a half all the time.
0: <laughs> but there'd be no fun if
2: if she didn't. Nobody wants Mandy to settle down. Everyone, every, everything that's that's what everyone says. It's she's like the she's the girl on everyone's street. You know. She's She's the, that is that tart with the heart. And, you know, she has that real empathy. She's so, she has so much love to give, but when it comes to love, she, you know, I've said it before, she's, she is a complete doormat. She really, really is. Oh, well. I know, I know. You <laughs> know,
0: um, <laughs> We'll have to
2: see what happens, won't we? Yes, but I think everyone, you know, we we, we love when Mandy makes everybody laugh. But it's really interesting for me. I look, I just love being out and about. Like when I've been, I've been shopping recently in Leeds, and the storyline that's been on television, and people get so involved with it, and 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 I and I love that, and I embrace that. People are enjoying the show, and they're enjoying what we're putting out. And it's true, where you know, Mandy can have so much element of fun and camp and silly and daft.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: which we will see massively when we find out about Liv's sexuality moving up forward. Now, this is going to be hilarious, and it was hilarious to play. Um, but also, um, she, she there's going to be a lot of tears as well, as you can imagine, which I'm sure you know about. But, um, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of tears moving forward as well, which, you know, that's, again, because people then form an understanding with her that it's, you know, throughout all this, there's, there's pain as well, you know?
0: That actually takes us very nicely onto our final sort of topic, which is about Mandy's attempts to matchmake match Vinny <laughs> and Liv. Um,
2: <laughs> she's horrendous. She <laughs> But it honestly, it's been hilarious to, to play out. Um, I, I mean Isabel Steele's one of my favourite actresses in the program. I think I think the girl is just sensational. She she's she brilliant. is oh she she she's a different league. That girl, honestly, I, I obviously I wanted to stay in the show forever because she she's so fantastic. But you know you can see Isabel being in huge You know blockbuster ITV dramas. You know playing the lead girl. She she's she has that presence on screen that's just unreal. So for me as the comedian to play against that deadpan, it's just it's just comedy gold. Um, And the more deadpan she plays it, it's it's more hilarious. And Mandy has no idea what what asexual means. She um, without giving too much away, she thinks it means you're a sexy being. (laughs) Yes. Um, Oh, we. We talk about pleather trousers we talk about <laughs> grooving on a dance floor um, i mean she couldn't be oh, so wow. far from the truth of what asexual means it's it's been great um i, I don't want to give too much of it, but there's a scene we, we 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 shot in the cafe and of course obviously we're under the new regime the rules where it's going to look like we're closer but of course we were in our triangle of two meters so you've got myself bradley who plays vinnie and 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 is he playing Liv and myself? And I'm doing this, like, um, well, should we say sexual dancing? <laughs> well, we, honest to God, right? We, we couldn't do the scene. We were just doing, to, Brad, Brad does the scene looking at the floor, right? Because he's, so the way they'll, if they'll edit it together, we will eventually be looking at each other. <laughs> we did oh. this scene and it's just, honestly, it's hilarious. But of course, is it as Liv, has to keep that deadpan the whole way through. And, mm. yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those moments where you leave work and you go, oh, my God, I love my job so much. Like, that's what we did today for, you know, we got paid for that today.
1: Yeah. Um, that's lovely what a, what a great um great story to end on um we'll uh, leave you there lisa thank you so much for joining us um today lovely and thank
2: thanks for that. all your support as always it's just it's it's a joy to read everything so i'm glad you're now doing a podcast because now i've got stuff to listen to as well so it's great <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: thank you
1: brilliant thanks so much lisa
2: all the best my lovely take care Bye. You too. Bye. bye ready to pop the question
1: And there you go. That was our interview with Lisa Riley. I hope you enjoyed hearing us talking to her as much as we enjoyed talking to her. We've got a good few scoops there about what the future holds for um, Mandy and the Dingles, like we said. And speaking of Mandy and the Dingles, this is the part of the podcast where we run through kind of the highlights of the spoilers for the week ahead. So this week we'll be looking at um, what's next in Coronation Street, Hollyoaks, Emmerdale and EastEnders from the 28th of September through to the 2nd of October. Um, and I think it makes sense for us to kick off with Emmerdale after hearing kind of Mandy break down what's coming up.
0: Yeah, it's never straightforward for the Dingles, is it?
1: <laughs> no. Well, as Mandy said, I think the thing that the big things um, to look out for next week, um, especially in relation to uh, Mandy and Paul and Vinny, are basically it looks like uh, Mandy will be kind of um, trying to reconcile things with Paul. Um, I think they have, her and Vinny have a few kind of cross words, um, which ends with her um, it kind of getting Vinny to promise not to tell Paul. Paul about um her infertility and the problems she had um earlier in her life but lo and behold in classic soaps fashion um Paul overhears it um and so they kind of like it looks like they're going to reconcile and and kind of um come to some sort of um understanding about things which is great
0: yeah so he overhears I mean you can never have a private conversation in the dales (laughs) can you really but um so yeah that's that's all very sad I think because um she doesn't want him to know that she yeah lost the baby all those years ago but of course he is hiding his own secret as he has started gambling again
1: yeah you? it looks like um from what we from what we've seen anyway um it looks like Vinnie might find out that something's afoot with paul and his gambling um which is not good um so i guess we'll have to kind of wait and see how that plays out but yeah it looks like it's all we had a mo- we'll have a moment of peace an hour of peace for the dingles but things are never going to be kind of that calm for that long
0: no, never, never calm. We're, we're Mandy's, yeah, especially. exactly. Bless um,
1: her. And then elsewhere in the village, um, we've got uh, Manpreet's sister, Mina, is um, coming back officially, or return, you know, appearing on the show for the first time officially, um, which is exciting. Um, looking forward to seeing how that story plays out, especially as we kind of are starting to get teasers of what their history is.
0: Yeah, so that is all going to come out next week. We find out. I think Mina tells Rishi why there is so much tension mm. between them. And um, it'll all make, make sense. But um, Yeah, there's been, been some
1: good, um, I think Mina's, Mina's done some interviews with various people, including Digital Spy, um, yeah. the actress who plays Mina, I should say, talking about kind of the history there um, and what we can expect. So I would recommend anyone who's interested to look those up. Um, she's kind of said some things about, you know, how long it's been since Mina and Manpreet have been together and seen each other. So yeah, some interesting stuff for sure.
0: Yes, head on to Digital Spy to read. All about exactly
1: what um And then the final thing from Emmerdale um, that we're kind of keeping an eye on is um, the ongoing kind of trials and tribulations of Chaz and um, mm. Paddy, um, who just, you know, destined to kind of, you know, not, have things not work out no. for them.
0: Yeah, it's a weird one, really. I think, um, so next week, she sort of strikes up this surprise connection with Al, which mm. is a bit controversial considering he's with Priya. Um, and it's kind of like a will they, won't they have an affair I mean personally I hope they don't but yeah it is soap, isn't it I'm,
1: so. yeah I know I'm a sucker for just kind of like wanting especially Paddy I just like kind of want them to have a happy a happy mm. situation but obviously we've seen them um kind of fall out and come to blows over Kieran's return and, and certain things like that so yeah we'll, we'll keep an eye on see what happens with um Charles and Al but yeah I'm with you Sophie fingers crossed it's nothing permanent
0: <laughs> yeah who knows that's definitely one to watch I think Right. So shall we jump on to Corey? I think that's...
1: Yeah, sounds like a good
0: idea. There's going to be a lot going on there. Sadly, it's a very tragic week. Mm. Well, it's a big week for Nick, but a very, very tragic week for the Oliver story.
1: Because... Yeah, it's a real, um, it's a classic, a classic kind of soaps Catch-22. Obviously, we've been um, for, for a while now following the story with um, Leanne and Steve and, and that's on Oliver and just kind of, uh, you know, crossing fingers and toes that, that something will kind of have a happy ending. But it doesn't look like that's on the cards. Um, and then, the, yeah, like you say, Sophie, that's going to be matched up with, as we found out before, uh, Nick's kind of discovering that he's got this long lost son. who um, yeah, so looks like he's going to return to their lives. So it's just, yeah, it's a very kind of a sad, a sad situation all around, really.
0: Yeah, such unfortunate timing. So he's found out that he's got this son, who is nine, from mm-hmm. his um, past relationship with Natasha who was returned to the show very recently um and it's a case of like he wants to have a relationship with his son but obviously Leanne is going through this awful awful devastating ordeal with Oliver and what will he do?
1: Yeah we saw them I think it was last week we kind of scrambled to um to find a solution or to kind of you know seek different kinds of medical help for Oliver's situation and it doesn't look like that's going to come to Anything kind of positive anytime soon? So yeah, it's really really unfortunate timing um, on the cobbles, but we shall see. I guess next week how how Nick handles it and whether he can tell Leanne um, kind of what's hap- what's been happening on his end.
0: Yeah, and how she will re- react really as well yeah. because it's like the worst time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And the other big story we need to be keeping an eye on in Corey is the ongoing Michael and Grace fiasco. So he's keen yeah. for them to settle down, and he proposes. But um, she turns him down because she's keen to um, return to Spain with Tiana.
1: Yeah, which I mean, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know how that flies with the uh, our current uh, lo- lockdown quarantine yeah. rules, but we shall see. <laughs> Not really in
0: keeping with what's going on <laughs> here at the moment, but you know, we move anyway. Yeah. But yeah no, there is a big twist there. Really big twist, which we can't reveal. But all I'm going to say is, not everything is as it seems.
1: Ooh, that that does sound exciting. Yeah, it feels like this storyline is um, it's it's exciting, but also very kind of I just have no idea which way it's going to go. Um, Mm. And there seems to be like lots of people involved, and and obviously the situation. You know, Grace has got her own reasons for wanting to to move back, and yeah, just it's it's all up in the air, I guess. But we'll find out, I suppose, at the end of next week. Which way it goes? Because it seems like that. Are they going to be together forever, or are they going to kind of? Is this the the fork in the road to them? Where they where they kind of properly split?
0: Yep, yep. Stay tuned and let us know what you think when you see it all play out. Because it's a yeah, bit you've simpler. got me, You've got
1: me really excited now, Sophie. That oh. there's going to be some sort of major. Major I've twist. probably blown it up too much now, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a very good soapy style yeah. twist there, I think.
1: Yeah. Um speaking of things blowing up, let's have a talk about uh what's next in uh, EastEnders next week. Um yes. it looks like uh the Max and Ian uh, feud, ongoing kind of drama there is is finally coming to a head um and will blow up. Um, as Max kind of, uh, it, we uh, we know we've all known that Ian's been in this like massive financial issues for a couple of weeks now, and it looks like, or not a couple of weeks, but it's you know it's been this ongoing issue, and it looks like uh, Max is going to find out that things are not all well, what they appear with his own finances, and and obviously Ian um, spent kind of his share of the restaurant money on on buying <laughs> on the pink pub fish. For oh, after Sharon. Sharon, which just like <laughs> you know he's besotted with her, honestly, just what. A, I can't even begin to unpick the the messiness that is Ian Beale. Um, I know.
0: I think it's one of those things. Like this story, I'm not going to lie, would probably be a bit uninspiring because it's just like a money yeah. argument, you know, all, all that sort of thing. But I think because we've got the added information that yeah. Jake Wood is leaving his role as Max and that Adam is taking a break from his role as Ian, I think we know it's going somewhere. We know yeah, exactly. it's something to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, and it seems like at first it, it kind of it's it, it there's there's so many different angles, right? Because like Max is kind of putting the the pressure on Ian to get to pay him back and all this stuff, and Ian's kind of saying, "Oh, give me more time." And then there's other stuff that's coming up this week with them, um, where it looks like uh, because we know that uh, Bobby's involved with stuff in the local council, trying to get something yeah. set up for Lucy, and then Max is getting involved in that, and it just seems like it's going to get messier and messier as the weeks goes on. And yeah, like you say, Sophie, we found out just this week or just last week that um which is a massive shock to me that Jake Wood is, is 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 leaving so that's really that's I surely think... going to be an opportunity to do something um major
0: definitely i think a lot of people were quite surprised he's been there for about fif- 15 years and that's yeah. a long time for um an actor to stay in one show so yeah i think with that in mind we know that this story is going somewhere i think ian is going to make, be making himself very unpopular over
1: the yeah. coming weeks. Yeah. Speaking of people who are um, becoming, uh, upsettingly becoming increasingly unpopular, um, the other thing that I'm kind of, that's piqued my interest a lot in EastEnders at the moment is um, what's going on with Frankie. I
0: know, it's baffling, isn't it? I really like Frankie. I, I think really like her. She's liked a great her. addition to the cast, yeah.
1: But, yeah, um... and her, um, when she was introduced, like her, dynamic with Ben I thought was really cool and the way Mm. she's kind of like has all this confidence and I thought it was really interesting and and yeah it it seems to have taken a bit of a turn um as we started to see like some weird stuff with um the carters and her taking photos of Ollie and yeah it's it's a very strange one
0: it is very strange and Mick is actually going to find out next week that she's been taking pictures of them and Ollie especially is a concern for him I think yeah. as they spend more time together, because they both start working behind, well, mixed temporarily starts working behind the bar at the Prince Albert. I think she's going to be quizzing him on the family and just going to make him a little bit unnerved.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, is it's, it's just like, it's a surprise. And I, it's definitely, like I say, piqued my curiosity of which way things are going to go. Because she's not a character that I saw. I mean, this is the joy of Soaps, right? It's like they introduce a character you think you know which way it's going to go. And then suddenly there's this whole other angle to them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I don't think anyone at the beginning saw her being involved with no. the Carters massively. So that's been a interesting surprise. But yeah, I think that's yeah. going to be
1: good. And, and then finally, Freestenders, the other interesting <laughs> surprise. Yeah, Shocking no one, it looks like Stuart and Rainey's wedding is not going to go um, smoothly. Um, oh, it never how, does. Could it, how could it go smoothly for these two?
0: Oh, Stainy. I quite <laughs> like them, you know. That's their ship name. I, know, <laughs> I don't know it's, if it's a thing it's or not. It's actually
1: <laughs> horrible. Stainy. Um, bless
0: them. Bless them, I know. I think, yeah, obviously it was never going to be straightforward with these two, but obviously it's an Eastenders wedding. Like you say, what do you expect? But yeah. um, will they get their happy day or not?
1: Yeah, and when June you look in. at the... Um, looking at the spoilers for next week when you look at the, the kind of obstacles that are gonna pop up for them they you know they're extremely Stuart like it looks like oh, yeah. he gets locked in the hearse because there's he an electrical fault something happens with Rainy's wedding dress um it's all classic EastEnders fair but I think the thing that's makes it a bit more what the thing that makes kind of makes it it makes it more interesting for me is that like they're such Stuart especially is such an endearing character like the way that he's kind of turned around over the past two years. Yeah. Like, it's becoming this quite... I mean, he still, like, makes massive errors, but he is just, like, um, very lovable at certain points, so...
0: I know, he's like a teddy bear, isn't he? Yeah. You can't help but not like him. He's so sweet. But, and, um, yeah, like you say, yeah. he used to be.
1: Yeah. Uh, and he will always be, in my mind, the man that said, Paul Ruiz Drag Race, which will never not be funny. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, lots of exciting things coming to EastEnders.
0: Definitely. Also, there's lots, especially to do with the wedding episode... That hasn't been revealed, so Ooh. I think that'll be that'll be a good one. Oh, just teases I all know. over the shop this week, Sophie. I know, there's, um, yeah, that's d- definitely going to be a good episode, I think. Yeah. Right, so finally, last but not least, obviously, but Oof. let's talk about Hollyoaks.
1: Yeah, from one very silly storyline to, to one kind of very complicated, quite intense, uh, very yeah. intense situation with Toby, Celeste very, and Mitchell.
0: Yes, very intense and also very... Confusing because I can't yeah. quite work out what is going on with Toby. Obviously, we know that he had these murderous thoughts towards Mitchell a few weeks ago, and it's looking like they're still there yeah. next week when he realises they've got this book.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I think the, the big kind of action around Hollyx next week is going to revolve around um, the red door. The red door book, I think it's called, um, mm-hmm. which kind of you know is all about um, Toby and Celeste's upbringing and the things that were done to them when they were children. So. It, and it, it basically appears that like some pages of the book go missing. It it conspires that perhaps it was Mitchell, and so Toby's kind of uh, sets his sights on getting them back and get, maybe getting some sort of revenge or something on Mitchell, which no one really wants to see. You know, we all I just know. want Mitchell to kind of be to have a happy couple of months.
0: I know we we like Mitchell. I think he's very popular, but obviously we know Imran. Adams is leaving yes so it's a case of you know what's going to happen there is he yeah. in danger or not
1: yeah it's a very I think it's interesting I mean we, we talked about when we talk about county lines we talk about Hollyoaks doing quite different storylines or you know pushing the boat pushing the kind of boundaries a little bit and this feels like again it's really out there at, at some points um mm. and very dramatic in kind of quite a different way so it'll be interesting to see how how it plays out this week and, and kind of what it sets up for the next few months
0: yeah definitely definitely it's going to be it's going to sort of take center stage all across next week so
1: yeah exactly And that's it for this week, folks. Um, Thanks so much for listening to the Soap Scoop podcast. I've been Ali and my co-host, as always, has been Sophie. You can follow the show and follow everything we do at digitalspy.com slash soaps. And you can let us know what you thought of the podcast and what you thought of this week's kind of big events in soapland by getting in touch with us on social. So that's uh, twitter.com slash soapscoop or facebook.com slash digitalspysoaps. Um, So yeah, let us know, uh, mention us, tweet at us, and let us know what you think. And we shall see you again next Friday.